Hi, my name is Callie, and on this podcast, hindsight is everything. Our goal is to look back on seasons we've been through and help prepare those about to face the same things. There's something powerful in knowing you're not alone and knowing someone has gone before you. So I gather up some great people, I ask them all the questions I can think of, and then, hopefully, by the end, we're better than when we started. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to No One Told Me. Last Thursday, I woke up and I laid there for just a second in that weird in-between state where I don't actually know if I confidently told the checkout person in my dream that I did want that life-size Christmas gnome or if really I was back in regular life where I would for sure buy it anyway because I wouldn't want her to have the trouble of putting it back, right? But it was in this moment, in between dream and reality, Before I knew what the day would hold, I felt this little niggle of tension in the back of my head. You know what that's like. Like, you know there's something you should definitely be remembering, but it just, it hasn't come to mind yet. And then it did. And the anxiety rushed in like me to an Old Navy 50% off sale. I mean, that was the day I remembered I was supposed to leave for a conference by myself which in and of itself doesn't sound like a big deal, right? I mean, I can go to a conference. I can drive three hours listening to whatever I want, stopping whenever it feels right, staying in a hotel by myself. It all sounds great, but all I could think was, what am I going to talk about to all these people? Because I'm going alone, I knew I'd have to find people to talk to, actively start conversations, which I can do in what I've deemed my safe spaces, you know, at home, at work, at the Duncan with my friends behind the counter who know entirely too much about my life at this point. But these people, I had to go and make new friends in an environment that I knew nothing about. Who does that anymore, right? I mean, I do genuinely love meeting new people, introducing myself, making new connections, all of that. But it's the buildup to those moments that makes me want to back out. My greatest insecurities show themselves within my greatest anxieties. And if I'm not careful, the insecurity that manifests itself into my anxiety keeps me from opportunity. What starts as, I'm not good enough, well, that becomes, I won't have anything interesting to say, or I'll come on too strong, or I won't keep a conversation going. And then I don't even try. Or in this case, I try to will a stomach bug into my life so I don't have to go in the first place. See how that works? My insecurity in I'm not good enough became my anxiety in what will I say, do, where, which almost kept me from opportunity, from actually meeting incredible people with great insight. How do your insecurities keep you from opportunities? Whatever it is that you've convinced yourself is true about you, maybe it's I'm not put together enough, I'm not as good of a mom as she is. I'm not worth knowing. I'm not interesting enough. I'm too quiet, too loud, too big, too small, too happy, too sad. Any descriptor about yourself that has the word too in front of it, it's probably not truth about who you really are. Are those insecurities leading to anxieties that leave you missing out on opportunity? Opportunities like community, on healthy next steps, clarity, 
real connections, reconciliation, true joy? What is it causing you to miss out on? So I got out of bed and I called my husband, Ryan, and I tried real hard to convince him to tell me it's okay if I don't go. And he did not do that. He was a real letdown in the whole, yeah, you should give up and go hide category. So I packed, I dropped the kids off, and I drove to Nashville. And it was a special couple of days. And I learned so much, most of which you will hear in the future of No One Told Me. I left full, ready. I left kind of empowered to go and do when before I felt like it's not worth doing. But I was also fully aware that the whole art of small talk is lost, right? We don't even know how to do it anymore. I mean, our phones have robbed us of the ability to make idle conversation. So today, we are going to help with that. Whether it's storing up information to keep the conversation going at the Thanksgiving dinner table with Aunt Janice, who only wants to talk about her plants, or if it's waiting at the copier with Stan, who won't necessarily start a conversation, but will also just stare at you until you do. These Did Anyone Tell You episodes are here to give you some entertainment and some things to talk about. Here's the rundown on Dolly, on the Christmas holidays, and on Disney Plus in this November Did Anyone Tell You. Since the last time we recorded, a lot has happened in the world. I had trouble narrowing down, honestly, to what people really just needed to know. I think I'm just going to start us off with the first thing that people need to know. It's that Dolly Parton is amazing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how she continues to make herself relevant year after year, but she does it. And oh, she, are you going to talk about her show? Listen, it's not just a show. She's hosting the CMAs. Oh, that's, wow. Yeah, that's great. She just had a documentary made about her. <laughs> I she was going to say, baby. She just had a kid. <laughs> she just had a baby. I was going to say, I don't think uh, that's She's 73 awesome. years old. Oh, just miracle. had her first baby. It's wow. amazing. Um, she has a new podcast out. That, wow. Yes, that people are saying is absolutely incredible. That they love so much because I guess it's Dolly. She has a Hallmark movie coming out. <laughs> of course. Merry Christmas? No, it's called Christmas at Dollywood. And it was <gasps> shot at Dollywood. Are you in it? I tried to be, but if I'd known. Christmas of Dollywood. Hallmark movie, December 8th, shot at Dollywood. Supposed to be a huge deal, but because of all of this, I needed to do a deep dive on Dolly. Mm. I needed to find out more about her life because all I know really is that she's from Sevierville. Like, what facts do you know about Dolly? She works nine to five. She works nine to five. Jolene. Jolene tried to steal her man. Halos and Horns, her best album of all time, and I bet none of you have ever heard of it. You're right. I haven't. I haven't. When did it come? When did that come out? I don't. I have a hard copy in my car. How did it, you end up with it? I don't know, but I love it. Is it a cassette? It's a CD. It's not even on Spotify. So good. Then is it real? Yes. I could sing it, but I'm I'm holding myself back. I'm proud of you on that. I've not heard of that one. That's a great Very point. Very good. That's a great point. But I need to know, before I go on this deep dive, what your feelings are about Dolly. I have a deep love for her. I'm indifferent. Yeah, indifferent is good. I feel like she's a mystery. Is she a wax figurine or is she a real person? That's just kind of... She's a very real person. She's mystery to me. Just mystery. Yeah, I feel like I don't really know much about her. Like a little magic. I think you are the first fairy. two people that have not immediately responded to me and said, I love Dolly. Well, that's because we live in East Tennessee and so many people just she's like... She's too much around. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, eh. I just, I love her and I love Dollywood. Uh, did you know uh, that only her and Walt Disney are like the only two people who have amusement parks named after them? I think that means something. She's uh, on the same level as Disney. <laughs> Okay. No comment. But <laughs> Dollywood is not on the same level as anything Disney. 
All right. Here's just some facts about Dolly that I don't think you all knew that you will find useful in your next conversation because she will continue to pop up in your face. I guarantee it over and over again. <laughs> what do you think her net worth is? Uh, $300 million. No. <laughs> More or less. More. Oh. $80 kabillion. Is that a number? Is that real? No. $500 million. Uh, I was that I is was her net worth. You were close. Five hundred wow. million. Which I thought it would be more. I kind of did. What is Dollywood itself? You've had to think about how much Dollywood's making. You have yeah. to pay twenty dollars to park if you don't have a season pass. Yeah, wait. How, how does she not have more than that? Actually? I am a little, but she gives a ton away. Yeah, her books that she does. She the does the Imagination books. Library, which yeah. they're the only other business organization who orders that many books. There's like 1.9 million kids who get a book a month wow. from there. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like Amazon or like Barnes & Noble. She's very really. generous. Yes. If you don't stop it. And <laughs> she is an extremely generous lady. When the Gatlinburg fires happened, she donated. Yes, there yes, was yes. like 900 families who lost their homes. That. She donated. Did she give them money? She donated a thousand dollars a month to them. Yes, as they were insane. trying to get back on their feet to like 900 different families. Isn't that insane? What a woman! I know. I'm telling you. Yeah, okay, that is a lot. She has been married to her husband, Dean Carl. Carl Dean didn't even Carl know. Dean. One of the two. She's been married over 50 years to this guy. What? Yes. Wow. Do they have kids? No. Was he upset that, that she didn't take no. his last name? Um, I think she was upset that he, is that what you said? Dolly no, Carl. I think she was upset that he didn't name. take her last Dolly name. Dolly Carl or Dolly Dean? Dolly Dean, of course. <laughs> Dolly Dean. Dolly Dean. <laughs> All right. She has no kids, but she was one of 12 kids. Whoa. And so she helped raise her siblings once she moved to Nashville and started doing well. She helped raise her siblings and they called her Aunt Granny. Ew. Can you imagine That's calling weird. Dolly Parton Granny. Aunt Granny? Like the, the cousins, the nephews, and the nieces, she helped raise all of them, and they call her Aunt Granny, which I think is That's the weirdest, which is the name of one of the restaurants in Dollywood. Aunt Granny's? Yep. I'm telling you, this is the most interesting stuff I could find. All right? <laughs> um, and all, a lot of people know she's godmother of Miley Cyrus. And, um, I forgot about that. How old do you think Dolly is? You already said she was 73. Yeah, said Dang 73. it. <laughs> that was my zinger. I that was going to guess a thousand. Like, she's ancient. That was that was my zinger. That's, that's younger than I thought. I Really, that is. She, I mean, that's that's like almost three times my age. That's pretty old. And she looks so great. Yeah, that's... Someone said, why are you so happy and joyful? And she said, I'm not. That's just the Botox. Yeah, she got a lot of work done, man. See, yeah, that's sad. I'll be proud of my wrinkles. Now, I don't want to have... <laughs> We were talking about this earlier, but I hope to not have like too many skin issues. Honest. I don't want to say anything that may be offensive Let's to be someone honest. listening. Kari but is like, going to look the same. At yeah, 40 that is my hope. He moment. will. That is my hope. Yeah, it is true. Look at Miss Sophie. Look at your mom. That's true. She looks great. I know. She would be very upset if I told her age, but she's older than you think. I was going to say she's older than me, and I was going to say, well, <laughs> she better be. I, she's older than me. She's older <laughs> than Dolly Parton, though. I, I really no, hope so. No, she is not Dolly Parton's age. Okay, and there was a big news story, and I had heard about it probably a month ago, but it just hit the news and got to be a really big deal. There was a, a family, the Barnetts, and they wanted to adopt a child from the Ukraine. So oh. they do their research. And they find an orphan who has this, like, um, unique form of dwarfism. It's a six-year-old. And they're like, okay, we're going to adopt her, bring her to our family in Indiana. So they adopt her knowing that this kind of dwarfism, there's, like, spine issues, there's difficulty breathing, uh, arthritis problems, weak joint, all that kind of stuff. 
And they already have three other children. One of which, which is kind of crazy, is like this physics genius. He was already kind of famous for being so smart. But anyways, they adopt this little girl. They bring her over. And about two years after the adoption, they file a motion with the Superior Court regarding Natalia, the little girl that they adopted, uh, regarding her age. And they wanted to change her birth year from 2003 to 1989. So they firmly believe that they did not adopt a six-year-old. They adopted a 22-year-old who was passing herself off as... Like, and she's admitted to being 22? A six-year-old. No, she has not. The story goes, it goes deeper. Wait, have you seen the movie Orphan? Because this is literally the plot. That's what they're comparing. (laughs) That's what this article... I'm no joke. That's what this article is comparing it to because the Barnetts also say that she caused them physical harm. Like, she started, like, coming in their room and just, like, like standing over them while they were sleeping. They say that they were once, they she poured bleach into the mom's coffee at one point, and hoping they, she and wouldn't they find are claiming. it. And that she tried to push them into an electric fence. Like, that's what the, all these parents... A the, six-year-old. But she, supposedly, that, why they, would they buy an electric fence? I don't really know in what scenario. I need a little more a, background to I that know. part of the story. They but. <laughs> but they were saying, you know, she had this advanced vocabulary, like she understood things quickly, but uh, understood things a six-year-old should never understand. And so they took her to do like a bone density scan or whatever to see like how <laughs> yeah. far developed that she was. And the scans came back, according to this doctor, that she is far older than six years old. Mm. But then the other side of the story comes out. The other side is that this the Barnetts wanted to move to Canada, left her in Indiana in the apartment because they believed her to be an adult, 22. So they got... I would, oh. I would leave, Yeah, too. they, they like <laughs> got her an apartment. They paid the rent for it and left her there. Oh. The, At this point, she was like 10, I guess. Um, she says she's 10. 10. Her 20, age, 25, 10. age. <laughs> 40. Yes. So they leave her in Indiana, move to Canada, and like... A month later, they get filed, like, all these charges and brought to court for abandonment. Yeah. Like, felony abandonment or something like that. So, the question is, how old is she? Are there photos? There are photos. You can find it. I'm telling you, if you just Google, like, Ukrainian orphan, you will see. And it is. It's hard to believe. You can tell that she could be older than what she is. She's 16 now at this point. Oh, so how? But you can see their family pictures. or... Wait, they said they thought she was 22 when she claimed to be six? Yeah. Do that math. So now she'd be 32? Is a, I mean, that's, or 16. that's what no one knows. Like, she's maintained that she is 16 years old so now. So did they come back to take care of her? Are they going no, to No, they jail? came back because of the charges, right? So they came back because of the charges. They, they were brought back. <laughs> oh, I And see. the article said that the bone density test done suggested she was at least 14 years old. When she was six. When she was adopted, at least. Like, that was the youngest she could have been. Oh, my goodness. But then as they've dug in, as the lawyers and everything have dug in, they say that the parents paid off doctors to say that. Oh, my goodness. I know. So then they showed up on Dr. Phil. So that people could adopt her. Yes. What did Dr. Phil have to say? Dr. Phil said he believes her to be older than what she's saying. (laughs) Okay, here's my question. He is a doctor. He's a doctor. He is a doctor, after (laughs) all. This girl, the the orphan, Mm -hmm. is saying she's a certain age because that's always what she's been told she is. Or she firmly believes she is a child. Because who get, gives a six-year-old the space to say, I am this? You don't know. Well, she stands firmly that she's the age she's always... Well, that's true. So I don't know how she Wait, what say. do you mean? Like, you don't go up to a six-year-old and you're like, tell me everything that you 
like think about the world and beliefs and worldviews and to be true and you're you know like what are your yeah. memories of your life like you a six-year-old would not have the capacity to say you know like no i'm not 22 and here's my valid argument oh yeah like there's just no yeah that's true yep they sent her to a psychologist or whatever because they said she was having like mental issues which i would imagine so Uh, yeah and apparently it is said that within that those conversations she admitted that she was far older than Uh, i mean she was probably i mean yeah this is just orphan but in real life she was probably told and sworn you can't get adopted unless you're a cute little kid yep but is that not what would you do if you adopted from overseas and you like you genuinely think you you're doing? I would did be they meet her before? I don't know. It's a good question. I would be absolutely mortified if that happened. Like, do yeah. your research. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But so it she, could go. If you look it up, if you look at her pictures, it really could go either way. And I'm absolutely fascinated by how this is playing out. But it's a conversation worth having. Yeah. I mean, I bet. Does she like her parents? She has a new family now. Okay. That's what I'm seeing in this photo. Yes. Because she's holding hands with this woman. She has a new family. They seem very supportive of Of her. Her young age. Yes. She's 16 now. Her stated age. They were with her on Dr. Phil. Okay. And, but Dr. Phil's saying, listen, she's way older than she's saying. So, and like I told Carr, he's a doctor. Dr. Phil knows. He is a doctor. I think he knows he exactly. Knows. Yeah, I mean, if anyone doesn't, then if he says she is, then she is. But I don't know if they'll be getting Disney Plus for her anytime soon. Oh, well, God. apparently Disney, Disney Plus is Plus. popular with all six-year-olds and all 22-year-olds. It's so. now available. Oh. That is the one thing that has amazed everyone. me is there are just like full-on adults who are just absolutely in love well, it's with more Disney than Plus. Just like, it's not like it just has children's We're looking at content one right now. on there. We are. One's talking right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Y'all can make fun all you want. But honestly, like the amount of content that they have on there, the amount of original content – that they're going to come out with as well, like, makes it well worth it. That was my question to him and Whitney earlier today. When they run out of all the originals, all the movies that adults want to watch, and I'm not talking about the kids' shows, but you run out, you've had it for a year, you've watched all the movies you want to watch, whatever, is the original stuff for adults worth having it? Because well, I don't like, want to watch High School Musical, the musical, in a High School, the musical. Yeah. So what two. I just like? Do you what do you like movies? Do you like Marvel movies? I like movies, but there's only so many. Like, how do they keep up the pace? I'm wondering that too. There, but they'll continue. It's just like Netflix did. Yeah, they're yeah. going to just continue, mean, continue to, to. But Netflix originals are targeted towards adults. Yeah, I mean, The Mandalorian's not like, I mean, it's PG, but it's for kids or adults. I watched the first episode. It was How wonderful. Was it? Was I it? really liked it. Yeah. And I mean, they're going to have like, if you're into Marvel, they're coming out with a show just for Loki. They're coming out with mm-hmm. a show for, I think, Falcon and someone else. And I think The Winter Soldier, like, they're going to have a decent I amount of original content. I just think I prefer, content. like, the Netflix stuff I love is scary. Or and they have drama. Disney they Plus have is not so it's not really going to be up my alley. They have original um, Christmas content, and too. you know how I feel about Christmas. Okay, <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Your Christmas take is one that I've never heard of before. <laughs> you may as well not ever be in the Christmas spirit. So, but yeah, Disney Plus is amazing. Ryan, the night before hours of experience, the <laughs> the the night before Ryan said, "Guess what tomorrow is? It's Disney Plus Day." <laughs> oh wow! So we are as much as I made fun of you exactly. for even watching it. Look at you now. We, yes, we have now subscribed to it. We're going to Disney in that February. Is not, that we have is to not prep a valid them. argument. I, it's not an argument. I the well, movies it's like that, those people who go to Disney without kids oh and take up space oh, and we're looking at me. one of them. <laughs> but but seriously, for the adult market that aren't going to have 
have kids, don't have kids, whatever, but are into the old school stuff that they love, the movies, they'd run through all of them. What are you doing to keep the adult entertained? I think it's a valid point, but I also thought Netflix would run its course like once you've watched everything and they are making, let me tell you something, let it snow which is a Netflix original Christmas movie, yeah. so get off it. You're not going to like it. Uh-huh. But it's almost like a remake of Love Actually. Okay, good It's movie. not on the same level as is Love it Actually. Like more not even close. It is way it's not nearly as inappropriate <laughs> as Love Actually. Not even close. But it's like it's like a teenager version and I'm not going to lie to you. Is it I really enjoyed good? it immensely. <laughs> like <laughs> I'll give it a try after Thanksgiving, of course. Uh, well, of course. Okay. Well, after Thanksgiving. No. Go ahead. Here's the thing, people. <laughs> No. Early Christmas celebrators have always been a thing, and there are some in the room with me now. But <laughs> I no, I okay. No, I'll let you I go. want to I'm be. Sorry. Ryan won't allow it. I I stand behind after Thanksgiving. Like that is a normal yeah. rule. That's what people do. That's it's wonderful. Me. It better be. But this year, for some reason, if you're into the meme culture, you have seen it. After October 31st, a f- Flip was switched, and it was like Christmas season, and I don't understand because I I'm still wearing my Halloween costume. Why <laughs> are we listening to Christmas music? And I don't know if is it because it's cold? Like all of a sudden it you got wanna... really cold. It's because they're lumped together as the holidays, and that so you is... want to start celebrating the holidays. And you want to know something funny is my firm stance has always been, and probably will always be Thanksgiving. Like after that, you start getting ready for the Christmas season. But studies have shown that people who start celebrating Christmas earlier are genuine, are generally more happy people. Okay, well then here's my, um, there's my problem. So, <laughs> I think we got to the root of it real quick. So, I mean, I don't know if <laughs> celebrating it, I don't know if celebrating it earlier causes you to be happier or yeah. you're a happier person so you do it oh, earlier. Because you, did, you just love Christmas. It's just, yeah. I remember last year I had to make you put your tree You up. did. Like, and, you weren't even going to do that. And that's typically an, an issue I have. I don't like, because it's a lot of fuss and I only then like to do, do it, it for down. Jackson. I only like to celebrate Christmas like maybe the week of. I'm not earlier. You said Christmas. I know. Eve. I you, you gasped, but it, that's a little more realistic. But I will put my tree up. But it's just a pain for me when I only want to celebrate for about a week or two to get all the stuff out. But if I want to celebrate for two uh, months. I want it all out because I'd work so hard to get it all out. Here's my logic: Do you leave it up longer. If I am working this hard to get all of it out, mm. I want it up and I want to look at it. For more than just three weeks. But do you leave mm. it up past no, Christmas? No, I want it, when Christmas is over, it's over. I want it down. Like, like how soon? Like New Year's? The next day. I want oh, it. Wow. I want it done. Like Christmas is over. Let's, we're, okay, let's move on. Same argument. Christmas has not begun. Why okay. are we celebrating for two months? <laughs> it's the holidays. It's the holidays. Just, I'm not going to hang a turkey. You don't have to Why decorate not? for Thanksgiving. Just let it have its Some space. people do elf on the shelf. Some do turkey on the shelf. <laughs> it's just whatever, what, whatever your family feels in the moment. Now, my thing is, and, you know, serving at a church, Christmas is one of our busiest seasons. Yes. And so we are gone a lot from our homes. And so I like to decorate before Thanksgiving mm-hmm. so I have time so have to look space. at it and have my eyeballs on it and enjoy How it. How much before Thanksgiving? I want to do it. Is I it tried to right let now. Now. Here's my next question. <laughs> I tried to talk Ryan into let me do it last weekend. He oh, was sick no. in the back bedroom, and I almost, almost decorated the entire house while he couldn't see. Oh, So no. that he would just walk out and see it when he felt better. <laughs> I mean, I have seen post after post of my friends and people we know that are have been decorated for weeks. Weeks. 
that is that's earlier than normal. Yeah, it just it is, it is earlier than normal. Why? But we also just had snow here in Knoxville, and if that didn't stir up my Christmas spirit, I don't know what will. I've because also I was heard ready. That some people do it as a protest to Halloween. <laughs> they, oh, they help me. Getting ready for Christmas. I, early. Here's the thing. I love. I'm me like, some yep, Halloween. you're really sticking it to I Halloween. Do. I love me some Halloween. So you back up off that holiday. Give I me will the candy. say I do feel the Christmas spirit in the air more. Now mm. than it is usual at this outside, point. So I yes. still see a little snow out there. See, it's just I think that's a part of it. I, I think yeah, it's I think temperature, it. and I think people are just so ready for something like joyful, good. Mm. And I know you don't see, feel that about hot chocolate. I love cookies. hot chocolate and popcorn I had both and Christmas. Last I am, night. You need to go ahead and expect. I am going to invite you to my house every single weekend. We're going to do gingerbread houses. We're going to bake Christmas cookies and decorate them. We're going to make like ornaments, clay ornaments. I'm going to make you clay come. Clay ornaments. I'm going to make you show up and do every single one of them with the kids. And I'm not saying I don't enjoy them. I enjoy them in their time. And their time is a week or two before Christmas. And on Christmas well, Day. I heard that Kanye is also going to release a Christmas album. Here's some Christmas I can get behind. Kanye, who just released Jesus is King. Correct. Is coming out with Jesus is Born Christmas album. How many songs on this one? I have no idea. It can't be more than. I hope that it's. I mean, I doubt it's longer than this one. No. I was hoping this wouldn't be longer because Jesus King is like 27 minutes. Yeah, it's very short. Yeah, it's really short. So that'd be nice if. Like, it, Jesus is Born is surprisingly, like, an hour long. <laughs> and I don't know that it'll be, like, sleigh bells and junk like that. But <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, I had to know he was going to sing about Chick-fil-A, and he did that. That's so I true. don't know this guy. He's a, he's a Did you know bit. ever since he released his album that there's been an increase, like, just insane increase on people Googling things regarding Jesus and Christianity, like yeah. wanting to understand Listen. it, wanting to know more about it. And here's the thing. I don't agree with a lot of what Kanye does. I don't, you know, I don't pay that much attention to yeah. him anymore. Yeah. But if this makes people ask questions and want to know more, then what does it to hurt? Win. Oh, I'm all for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for his, like, some of his things. I'm here for his conversations about mental health. I'm here for his conversations about Jesus taking it out to the culture, Sunday service, that stuff is fun and cool and a creative way to do church. Let's do it, man. Half the other stuff he says, not here for. But the guy went from calling himself Jesus yeah. to singing about Jesus. Like that is, if you want to talk about conversions and things, real or not, time will tell all that junk. Fine. I'm here for it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, Get the conversation cool. started. The music is good. It's quality. There are people who are like, this isn't Kanye. And like, it's not. I will say I was reading an article about him, and he was upset that Forbes had not named him one of the top billionaires. And so he said, if they're not going to name me that, I'm naming myself that. And he wants to change his name to billionaire Christian Kanye West. Mm. Well, you know what? <laughs> See, I hadn't heard all that yet. Label it. Label it. <laughs> He's not change anything for you. Man. But watching, like, other, like, Christian figures and people that we know come around him and, like, you know, cross some bridges that weren't there. I think that stuff is cool. Well, and it's not like what he's saying is truth. Like, sure. you know, I mean, that's kind of closed on Sundays. Chick-fil-A <laughs> is closed on Sundays. Like, so. that's you can't argue with that. In his songs, what he's saying in his songs, not everything he's saying. Yes, not every second. Whoa, 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 whoa! On these songs, yeah, um, you can love you can love what he's doing. You can support the album and not affirm everything he's about. We've always, I mean, that way. 
Yeah, I think most people can't even affirm everything that they've said themselves. Correct. So. <laughs> Roll this back I about just 10 love, when I read When I read that stat about how many more people were like wanting to know about Jesus just mm-hmm. because of his album release, yeah. I mean, I think that in and of itself speaks volumes. Yeah. Because that, that album could have been about anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, he could have chosen a lot of other things to write an album about, but Justin Bieber's also releasing a Christmas album. I loved his first one. I did not know that. I what loved was his first one called oh his my Christmas songs. mistletoe. Mistletoe. Oh my gosh. Well, you know the music video what a happy for song. mistletoe was shot in downtown Franklin. Were you there? No, I wasn't there. I, did I was not a Beebs fan at the time. Oh. I'm a huge fan of Mistletoe, Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> little <laughs> Most Drummer of the album. Boy. That, that is a good Christmas album. I'm, I'm here for it, too. I'll play it. It's coming. I don't remember when it was. I read about it, but I don't remember when it's coming out. Yeah. But he was talking about it on his social media, that it's coming for us, Was too. that the one where he was like, give me 20 million likes and I'll release my album? Yeah, I but my did thing he ever is, get there? He, I don't know. It was kind of slow. It was, it kind was of, slow. It was kind of sad. A little slow on the uptake. <laughs> he thinks a little high. high think, actually, I'm going to check that right now. I think you should. <laughs> I think with his marriage and like all the fluff around mm-hmm. that, I think some fans have kind of backed off. Yeah. Like, now that he's off the market. I don't know if it's oh, that or just that? the roller coaster it is of being a fan. Like, and what's like, what has he done lately? Oh wow! You I apparently keep unfollowed him. I used to follow <gasps> him. Oh. I unfollowed him too because he was posting way too much um, Drew goodness. House. Yeah, he's all in on Drew House. What is what is that? It's just a clothing brand. Oh. No, he's he wasn't even close. He what posted it October twenty seventh. He's at 11.8 million likes. Oh, that's it? Did you like Soon it? you won't even be able to see Gosh. the likes, though. My no so one maybe told he'll me be posts. like, hey, y'all came through and you My won't be no able to My no one told me posts surpass that within seconds. Oh, 15 <laughs> so, million yeah, first like, five minutes. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know what he's trying to do. Maybe I should see if people want me to release Nobody a Christmas cares, album. Beebs. Wow, that's wow, kind of crazy because he has a hundred. He has a hundred twenty one million. That's what it's going to be for Christmas. We do Christmas albums. It is just a full forty five minutes of us singing various Christmas songs. That's I a good idea. Would actually do it. Merry Christmas, little mama. <laughs> Carson, what um, interesting information did someone need to tell us about this November? Um, definitely, I would say if you are a fan of The Office, The Office Ladies Podcast, I haven't listened to all of the episodes yet, but I'm about an episode and a half in. And I've really enjoyed it just because like I've seen The Office I don't know times. how many times. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to be able to like listen to all of the Easter eggs kind of that you can find in each episode and just like the behind the scenes of like how it came to be. And like today on one of the episodes I was listening and found out that the guy that plays Ryan, BJ Novak, he wrote Diversity Day. So it was him and another writer wrote it um, because they split up. Like they would come up with the plot lines together as like a group of writers, but then they would just split up who wrote each episode. So he was one of the ones that wrote Diversity Day and it was him and one other guy. And he was 25 years old when he wrote that, which is really cool. And also that was like their first episode that aired. That was their own original script. So like, most of the script and storyline from the first one, it's not like a shot-for-shot remake from the British office, but it was very, very similar. Like when Jim puts those pencils up between him and Dwight's desk, in the British version, they put like boxes up. So it's like little differences like that, but it's really fun to listen to. So it's Jenna and Angela that go through, and it's kind of funny because Jenna's actually similar to her character of Pam, but Angela is her real name. In real life, this is very it's nothing like yeah. Angela mm-hmm. in the show. I've really enjoyed that, like listening to Diversity it over Day the past is one of my favorite weeks. episodes. Oh my! Well, okay, I almost forgot to say this. So in Diversity Day, them like putting up the ethnicities on yes. their index card. One of the writers actually had to do that 
in a oh, class in wow. college. So that's where they got the idea for that. And I was just <laughs> like, I don't know, but you think about like ridiculous things yeah. that have happened either to you or that have happened in your own life. And I think that's why The Office is so funny because some stuff is like, oh, that's so ridiculous. But then this is other real. stuff is like, this is real life. I've well, had experiences you, if that you think about If you think about your everyday life, it is rare that I can make it through a day where there's not an office quote that fits something that oh happens or a scenario that's mm-hmm. like, that's like in that episode when da 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 this happened. The yes. amount that I reference it is a little absurd. Yeah. Like the it's amount great. of times. I remember watching it. We used to get together and watch it in college. We loved it. Yeah. I, mean, it was, I remember watching it on TV. Yes. It, when it came out back in the day when you couldn't record anything and if yeah, you missed you it, you just had to make it, it in time. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of the office, little fun fact for those who are fans, Stance Socks is releasing an office line oh, wow. of shirts and socks. I just saw it this week. Um, if you like stance socks, but they're going to be like little, um, there's Dwight socks, there's shirts that have them on. The one where um, Kevin dumps the chili. <laughs> there's a photo of him on the back of one of the shirts. It's just fun, fun stuff. Christmas you gifts. You undercook the onions. <laughs> well, I wondered about BJ Novak and what's her name? Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling. They have... A very interesting relationship. Yes. Still. That I've wanted to know more about because they say they're best friends. Yeah. But it's weird how much, like, if you look at their social like how media much accounts, they like, they're commenting on each other's stuff all the time. Yeah. They're, like, they're to get their picture together a lot. It's odd to me. Maybe they are just best friends. Maybe apparently he's the father they became of a child. best friends on the show. Like yeah. I don't think they knew each other very well before that. But. Well, weren't they originally just writers and then they got brought on the show? Correct. Yes. Um, like, and another thing that I found out was that Toby, I forget, I think his actual name's Paul, but he was not supposed to be on the show at all. Obviously. And then mm. after Toby. the executive of NBC saw the first episode, he's like, I need more of this Michael and Toby like interaction. I think it's hilarious. So it because is. of that, they kept it Toby is. on and he became an actor after that. Like he was literally only a writer. Um, which is just so funny because yes, Toby's the worst, but also well, if he wasn't on the office. If you it look would at him, funny. you will wonder how did you get into Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? How many trials did you go to before they put you on a show? So it's interesting to know that he that was he never even, even trying to, to try. be yep. on a show. Talent, just because he had that pure, awkward, very uncomfortable talent. Amazing. He plays that part really well. He really. I does. will say that for him. No, we're big fans of The Office. Ryan keeps trying to buy a new trivia game. For us, because he wants to be stumped. He's oh, yet to I'd be stumped it. by trivia. Really? And he only wants, like, avid office watchers to come and play so it his to prowess. see how good we all are. See like, how much we all up. actually know. We'll take you up on it. Car, you have a... I need to issue a nerd alert for what you feel like you really need to share next. Yes. Yeah, so this isn't, like, super nerd alert, but I do think that space is very cool. Um, and in... I think it was in Missouri. Yes. In St. Louis, Missouri, a couple days ago, there was an asteroid that <laughs> broke off from the asteroid belt. NASA says it was somewhere between Jupiter and Mars, which when I thought about it more, that's like actually a really wide space. But I guess there's no way for them to know where it came from. But anyway, it flashed across the sky and like lit it up. It was like brighter than the moon. It was. A Did two- they know this was going to happen or no? I don't think they okay. knew. Um, it was a 220 pound fireball. That broke off the asteroid belt, according to this article by NASA. Um, and then it ended up breaking into like 12 different pieces. Is everyone okay? Yeah, everyone's okay. It was traveling at 300, yes. sorry, it was traveling at 33,500 miles per hour and it caused a sonic boom. What if you were in your home and it, you see this bright light? Yeah. And a sonic boom. UFO. It's exactly. Immediately I was going to say, what's your first thought of what's happening? 100% UFO. Or aliens have crash landed. 
Like, yeah. like they're walking, they're now walking among us. And yeah. you're just looking around. I will say there was a release. I can't remember who told me this, but there has been an admittance that there are UFOs. Like there are who things admitted that it? the government, like there are <gasps> things they cannot explain. This is why we're raiding Area 51. Or that ha- it's It never even happened. <laughs> we could that still was do such it. a buildup for no reason. Probably, Let's pull it off. Make it happen. I doubt there's anything that cool there. Maybe that's what the government yeah. <laughs> just got uh, really that's quiet. That's what they want like, you to think. <laughs> yeah, clearly. We I'm had falling. to redact that. The government came after us. We had to pull yeah. that part of the There's conversation out of it because they're interfering with our minds. But that was, I uh, vividly remember as a child driving down Chapman Highway with my mom in Knoxville. And seeing UFOs. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding. We were leaving the baseball field. It's after uh, one of my brother's baseball games. And I was looking out the window. And I saw this light over this house, like moving through the sky, through the trees, mm-hmm. over this house. Mm-hmm. And then the light was gone. Mm. And I am still, I still cannot drive by. I think I was in like third grade. I still cannot <laughs> drive by that house without truly believing aliens landed in their yard, <laughs> took over the home. And they still and live there today. Aliens. Like I still. Do you let your kids trick or treat at that house? <laughs> is the question. They don't trick or treat at all. We uh, already have our Christmas stuff out. Oh, They're writing their Santa letters wow. on Halloween. Speaking of Santa, though, um, I remember when I was in you talking about third grade. When I was in third grade, I would convince myself that you know those like huge cell phone tower lights that have the red light at the top. <laughs> oh, no, Even though I knew it was a cell phone tower light, like whatever it'd be Christmas Eve, like, cause we would always go to church on Christmas Eve at night. Rudolph. And I would convince myself, I'm like, there's Rudolph. <laughs> Just hovering above. Statically. <laughs> Just in that one spot. He's not going there anywhere. Well, this brings up a bigger issue. Speaking of Santa. So I got an Operation Christmas Child Box for Henley to do. Cause I want her to start learning that we do things for others. Like, mm-hmm. it's not about stuff that we we want to be generous and do things for others. I had her watch the videos of, like, these kids getting the boxes. <laughs> like, I wanted her <laughs> to fully understand what yeah. we were doing. Because when I was a kid, that was one of my favorite yeah. things to do was to go shopping for the stuff. Yeah. And, like, pick out what I thought they would like. So we watched the videos, and then I we were explaining to her. And I was like, you know, Henley, um, there are kids who aren't going to get anything for Christmas. And we want to make sure that they will have gifts to open. And she looks at me for a second, and she says... Why isn't Santa giving them anything? Mm-hmm. You you ruined that one. <laughs> and I just stared at her. I mean, there was probably Santa is an American. <laughs> you were just Henley. like, I hope you forget this conversation. By I literally tomorrow. just stared at her because I could not think of a Gosh, scenario. Which, yeah, which plot do you have to pick? And which you could have said because these boys and girls don't have an address like we have, so Santa has no way to get them the presents. Because Santa's hmm. in wow. Well. I was going to say something mean about Santa. But <laughs> you I'm going to take it back. Speak to him I'm that way. Take it back. Speaking speak of Santa, most underrated Christmas movie of all time. Don't you dare say it. Bread Claws. Ew. No. 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 Vince Vaughn well, is amazing. Listen, I don't already like Christmas. You're going to really be have a hard time pushing Bread Claws on me. Vince Vaughn is okay, so Okay, I have a little bit of a hot take. Christmas Vacation, terrible movie. Oh, Not yeah, funny. Oh, wait, to wait, it. what? I thought you meant. Sorry, Christmas with the Cranks, terrible movie. Christmas Vacation, very funny. Christmas Vacation, not funny. Ooh. Christmas with the Cranks. Okay. Mm, not funny. <laughs> what about the one with Chris Brown? This Christmas? Oh my God. Have you seen it? Yes. One of my favorite Christmas That's movies. That's my Watch favorite version year. of that song. Oh, yeah. The one it's from the only that one movie I'll listen soundtrack. to. Um, no, I'll listen to Pentatonics version as well. Also, Acapella wonderful. Christmas music. Yes, Best always. kind of Christmas music. Mm-hmm. The most soothing, I would say. What's yeah. one movie you're going to watch between now and Christmas? Like, you know you will watch it at least one time. Very Other nice. than... Um, <laughs> Let it snow on Netflix. Um, well, besides that, and this Christmas, people make it a thing to watch, like White Christmas. I'm never just seen say it. Say the no. Grinch. I've no. never seen it either. I'll say Which the Grinch, Grinch for sure. 
Um, oh, what's the crazy guy? Grinch is good. No, what's the crazy guy? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah, that one's one. funny. I like the cartoon one. I do love the cartoon. How about one. the new cartoon one? Is that worth watching? I haven't seen. That no, one. not great. The kids uh, have watched it several times. It's okay, but it's nothing on the original or the mm, Jim Carrey one. Fair movie. I will watch before. Um, well. Haven't seen the Joker yet, so that's going to be mine. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you weirdo. <laughs> oh, my word. Home Alone. I almost called you a dirty animal. So Home, home Alone. Dirty also animal. Great filthy Christmas. animal. What is it? Filthy animal. Home Alone is very good. I like classics. I do. I'm just not going to make, like, for ha- this. Is, I know it's sad. Ha- for Halloween, I have a list I watch. For Christmas, but nothing I for Christmas. I will watch them. I just Ooh, you not know what as I dedicated. Like doing, which we're totally disrespecting Thanksgiving right now. But always are. Thanksgiving, I love watching all the Thanksgiving episodes of New Girl because they are extra hilarious. That's a great tradition. Like, they are so funny. I, I do do the Christmas episodes of The Office. It's worth it. They're What's your favorite Office Christmas Moroccan episode? Moroccan Christmas. Moroccan. <laughs> is, that the one where, is that the one where both he and Jim are like, they're co-managers at the time mm. and... Michael is trying to get Ryan to sit on his lap and he's saying, I need this. I need this. Jim says, you cannot say to another employee, <laughs> tell them to sit on your lap and tell them I need this. My favorite one is when they show up Benny with Hanukkah. the waitresses. Oh, okay. Uh, the waitresses the Benny from Benihana. That's like... <laughs> Moroccan is Phyllis's first Christmas party she plans because she's got the dirt on Angela. Oh, oh. I also and then she love yells the, Is that the competing... Christmas parties? No, when like no, Karen and Pam. That's when Karen and Pam do the margarita karaoke party. That one's funny. I love that. Oh, it's worth you could watch them all in two or two and a half hours. It's worth in the it. span of a movie. It's yeah, great. just office Christmas. That's the thing. This is what Christmas special. It has way more traditions with it than Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving, well, I'm for the calmness of it. You and I talked yeah, about this. Yeah, that's like, true. Thanksgiving is so it's calm. Just I think calm. that's why I like it There's so much. There's not much to it. Yeah. You're just sitting around and eating food. It's eating the most American food. holiday yeah. there is. It's, it's like, literally is like, the American holiday. And like Tara and her mom will go Black Friday shopping, but I'm just still I do that. staying at how, home How committed do they football. get? How committed are they to Black Friday shopping? They're not like crazy about it. Like they'll go out. They don't um, trample people. Yeah, they'll go out around six or seven and get most uh, of their stuff done. They're not out at like My mom and I used to go out at 4 a.m. Well, most of it gets started like before. For midnight, it kind of has ruined like. now because they start the, like the day yeah. on Thanksgiving. I'm not going to go out at dinner fun. time. It's just not. But as I'll fun go in the middle of the night for sure. I'll be very asleep. I know I can't do the middle of the night anymore. It's I'm not. Time. I'm not what I once was. Kids have ruined me. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up. What is something you're so happy someone told you about? What are you into right now? So I'm not quite at like a massive level of being a coffee snob. Yet, however, I do want to get there by this time next year. And one of my first New steps Year's was resolution. me getting a Chemex, which is like just the smoothest, the smoothest coffee I've ever drinking before. Um, it's a nice pour over. Um, kind of forces you to start your day a little calmer. You're not just like rushing to turn on the Keurig or. To I don't even know the word you're saying. Pour over, <laughs> yeah, smooth. You know what? I have two words for you. Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) So I have not yet gotten to the point where I grind coffee beans, but that's the next step. Yeah. I know I'm getting some for Christmas. Um, I already guess. Is that enjoyable? It's that that much better. better. Yeah. It's that much smoother. Well, that's, I really like drinking black coffee. That's the key. So that's why it's worth it. Yeah. Very much. I, just, I need it iced with some vanilla swirl in it. That's, that's all right. it. That's yeah, all you don't I'm need asking a Chemex. for. That's fine. I don't need that. Junk. But some of us do. I just need that $2 Dunkin' <laughs> all day, every day. Ugh. I'm struggling between a couple of things, none of which are that great. One being 
I do like my coffee black, and Kari and I have talked about different coffee ways to make coffee and all that stuff. But on a day like today, when I didn't have time to make it at home and I wanted to treat myself, I go to Starbucks Mm -hmm. and I get me a grande, low-fat, almond milk, skinny vanilla something or another latte. So Very good. Also, the key here is the blonde espresso bean. And not every Starbucks has them, and I don't know how they oh. decide how to do that. But blonde espresso beans at Starbucks in any kind of espresso drink is a game changer if you're into blonde roast. I just – it's it's not Christmas in a cup, but it's like fall in a cup. Their I'm surprised you'll, you'll drink Starbucks since their Christmas cups are out right well, now. Well, I got a white cup. You want to know how I did it? I asked for a venti. They don't make big Christmas cups, so my cup was white today. I thought you'd be offended by that. but Oh, I, I'm not ready. I don't want to walk around with a red cup, but I will a white cup. Mm. Okay. I don't know if I've said this before, but Duncan made me think about it. I live and breathe by the Duncan app. <laughs> and if you go there often to get your coffee, you need to use the app and get the points and just walk in and get it and walk right back out. You don't have to talk to anybody. You don't have to look anybody in the eye. Now, I, oh, do they, they have now, your drink like waiting for you? Yes, because you pre-order it like when you're in the car. Is it like, is it like car, Panera where you, you can like, go through the drive-thru? The thing that you still have to wait in line at the drive-thru and I hate that. Uh, so I'd rather just run in and it'd be waiting Starbucks for me. Starbucks does that. I noticed this morning yes. there was a mobile section. Yes, it's the best thing. If you, any app, like a Starbucks Chick-fil-A. or a Dunkin' Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A's though, you got to do the drive-thru because a lot of times that's quicker than the, the park and wait. mobile. Unless like you say you're there five minutes before you're actually I, there. But it checks your map. Yeah. I want 100%. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, it doesn't. I think they updated the app where it doesn't anymore. But I always force Nifty. it through. It says it doesn't look like you're there yet. And I just say, oh, yeah, I am. I am. Oh, just I get am. my food ready. <laughs> I do it regularly. But the mobile ordering... Now, I've become great friends with my Dunkin' people, but so that I, I have to talk to them now. I get to talk to them now, but it is a joy and a delight to use the mobile app, is all I can say. So, Merry Christmas. No. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Halloween. See you next love ending every episode telling you how thankful I am for you, that you would take your time to listen to what we're trying to do here. So if you loved it, or even if you have feedback, I want to hear about it. You can either hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review, or you can just DM me on social media. Usually I'm on Instagram the most. It's at C-E-Holla. And again, I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you either write a review or send me a DM, which always seems a little bit desperate asking for it. But here I am asking anyways. Thanks again for tuning in.